0: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: The Matchball. Hello there, and welcome to the show, The Matchball Ball Live. Well, Leeds one West Brom one. Dan here with Michael and Moscow
2: Whites. Um, brought to you by Levi Solicitors this is the show, isn't it? Of course. Mm-hmm. Do you think? I had people shouting Will's probate and conveyance at me across a pub beer garden this evening. So yeah, they do all those things.
1: Um yeah, we were in the, the Peacock before the match, weren't we? And um we were trolled by some children at one point who asked <laughs> if we had any so mugs. Two children came up, obviously sent by some Shocking parent to uh, to trollers? Yes, we do, is the, is the answer to that. Have Willie Nonto mugs? Isn't that a binding
3: contract? What, an offer to purchase? Yeah, those kids yeah. have to come through with the money now. Well, yeah, we'll see. 25 million, and we'll talk. See you in court, chumps. Yeah, we've got Levi's solicitors on our side. They don't know who they're messing with. 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk if forward you, slash the
1: square ball. If you want to sue a child. <laughs> if you want to sue a child. Um... Willy Nonto is just over the age of um, responsibility, isn't he? So I thought you were going to say consent then. No. <laughs> for some reason. Um, I have no desire to make love to Willy Nonto, especially when he's been naughty not, like he has been. Not anymore. No. Not anymore. Um, so one all against um, against West Brom. I think
2: I quite enjoyed that. I will say I think the Willy Nonto stuff pre-game did give the crowd a bit of a boost. Yeah. It, uh, it's a common enemy, isn't it? Yeah. Because I feel like the atmosphere was lacking a bit at Cardiff. People didn't quite know where to put themselves with it, and then it started, and it wasn't maybe quite as good as we'd hoped. But it feels like now everyone's accepted it's going to be terrible. <laughs> we turned up and went, oh, well, we're in now anyway. We might as well um, sort of enjoy it. Yeah, no,
1: I, I thought it was enjoyable. What you can see is the green shoots of something new starting there, because I think that was the problem, is I was worried that um, it wasn't, um, it wasn't going to happen. It felt like it was never going to happen, whereas actually now we have seen that it is happening and um, it could be enjoyable if we supplement what's there with some more good
3: things. We don't need Willie no, no. Got Dan James. It was good today Was Dan James.
1: Very good. Let's talk about Dan James then, because he's been a little bit hit and miss in the early weeks, hasn't he? Uh, wasn't great. When?
3: He was, he uh, Ber- was
1: rubbish at Birmingham. Birmingham. I mean,
3: early weeks? Really been, the season hasn't wow. been going that
2: long. Earlier than this week then. <laughs> no, he frustrated me first half. Second half, I thought it was really good.
3: Yeah, I think half-time somebody told him to just beat that chump, didn't they? It's exactly yeah. what we were saying, actually. Was it about the Cardiff game when in the second half of the Cardiff
1: game you could tell he'd been instructed to just go down the line and knock it past him and, and have a run at him? Because they were terrified. There were times yeah. when there were like four players around uh, got, Dan James.
2: Well, their right-back got booked really on, early on, didn't he as well? So straight away you were thinking, yes, just go at him. Every single time, just go at him. And he'll have to bring you down at some point. But yeah, they combated it by just putting loads of people on him.
3: It didn't stop him. No, because he—he was uh, there. Seemed to be a bit more confidence about him in this game than usual. Where there was either the knocking it past and going down the outside, or he was more willing than usual if there were three people blocking his ways. Like right through them, bit a pinball off their legs into the penalty area, and see how far I can get with that. He was very unlucky with his shot. It was a good save that mm. was uh, going in the top corner and was going to be a beauty, um, but his cross for Ailing best cross since Jackie Harrison um, rest his soul and then he did at least one more that was really good so very happy with Dan James.
1: It was nice to see that as well a move that actually just worked which was to go wide and bang it across I mean, because And because we were kind of faffing a lot because we've not got that presence in the middle. In the middle. I was, was going to say know.
2: and it was really the one bit where we had a striker but all of a sudden it was Luke Ayling mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily his job. Great header really good header I I wrote the word salmon on my notes. Good severe celebration as well. You know why. Did
3: you leap like a... Yeah. I didn't see the
2: celebration. I was doing my own... Was it anything good?
3: He sort of um, marched towards the cop and it wasn't so much a... It wasn't a badge kissing or really like a a lead saluting thing. He just kept going.
1: Just for the audio listener there, Moscow
3: is beating his chest. Yeah, where the the Leeds United badge would be. Quite slowly but firmly. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't like, you know, when Charlie Creswell was celebrating... Uh, Somerville's goal at Cardiff was like frantic, like <laughs> it was more of a, um, yeah, I don't know what it meant really, but it was noticeable that he he was it was quite a a severe is probably the best word for it. And Pascal Strout came over and was like, give a big firm high five. There was there was no messing about; it was all just like business. Hmm. And uh, yeah, it was it was pretty good and um, and all good to see. We did enough in that
1: game, I think, to win it didn't We, if you look at it in comparison to like the Cardiff game, there was a similar pattern in that you're up against some Grizzle Championship bastards. Um, which Stu Nick in the comments has, uh, has mentioned said, Great support tonight from such a young side! That was a top performance versus a bunch of Grizzle Championship bastards.
3: Um, uh, their team, just before we go on to angle. the next bit, their team is f- like exactly what I would imagine. The only thing that's different about West Brom now is that they don't have an England goalkeeper, they usually turn up with an England goalkeeper, but they don't got one anymore. But Jed Wallace like is about I mean he's supposedly like a creative player isn't he but he's been at Millwall so he's just grim Matt Phillips is um, Newcastle free kicks John Swift we were going to sign him at one point he was supposedly like the new Pablo Hernandez but it's like very typical that he's just gone Reading to West Brom he will play he's probably good enough to be in the Premier League under the right circumstances but just playing in the, the championship forever that's the kind of thing is all these players are sort of con- like condemned <laughs> ah we got up <laughs> <laughs> condemned to play in the Championship. It was nice as well on the, the um, other side of that was there was a big love in Kyle Bartley in the cup. That was nice and um, sort of uh, recognition for Alex Mowat who wasn't quite milking it as much. Oh, my, dad, my dad's just ringing me,
1: even though he knows I do this after the game every time. <laughs> so uh, get back to you in a bit.
3: Leave a voicemail. Yeah, they were they were very, very champo and very... Lots of hard kicking against our players' legs and stuff and shipping them over and things. There's just different moments that you spot in the game. Have you
1: seen this where, uh, I don't know, like there was a point at which I think it was in front of the cop where there was a cross to the far post, player was not, it wasn't fully unmarked, but I thought, if that's Harry Kane, he kills it dead with one touch, knocks it back to Son, who puts it in, whereas there's like a a stretch and the ball's not quite right and he doesn't quite bring it down, it just goes out of of play. It's a little bit more forgiving in the old champo.
2: It's fairly rubbish, isn't it? Yeah. You have to say generally, like, I, I made a note about, I think it was about 15 minutes in. Every time they had the ball for it felt like a five or 10 minutes, they just either ran it out of play or kicked it out of play. Yeah. It didn't feel like there was anything about them. And it, that continued for a lot of it. There was a bit in the second half, I think it was a J, just booted a free kick into the East Stand. And I mean, really booted it. Like, not, not one mean, of those that's. You are a fan of kicking hard. Not one of those that's just over the head because it's been misjudged. Like, he just shot it into the East Stand. And I was like,
3: fucking hell, that's rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. I think we might have had a close uh, escape with Carlos Corberan because when I watched his West Brom playing Sunderland last year to see how Joffy was doing, he didn't look great and he couldn't get, um, we spoke about it on the podcast, so he couldn't get his goalkeeper to do what he wanted. And he's very frantic, whereas is quite calm in his technical area. Um, Corbrand is all over the place, like pointing at things and doing all this, but his players just ignore him. There was one point he was trying to kind of Micro reposition a player in the the centre circle. He's gone this way, this way, this way. And the player's like here. He's like no, back, back, back. He's like what here? He's like no, there, there, there. Here. And in the end, they both ended up shrugging each other. And the player was uh, Jed Wallace, who was his captain. I thought this isn't going very well. Your team looks rubbish. They're not listening to you. You can't get any uh, messages across. They just get you're just getting annoyed at each other because you can't do any of that. And so it did make me think. Yeah, I'm glad he doesn't manage us. Instead, we have our. Cool, calm uh, guy. I do like Farker. I do like him. I like the cut
1: of his jib. I like. I like what he's trying to get us to do. It's not quite firing at all times, but you can see we're missing that number ten, aren't you? That can just drop into those little pockets of space. And pl- you know, because I remember, like we said before, like a couple of weeks ago, whenever it was, we watched that three-one um, against Norwich, the defeat at Ellen Road, and they were pinging it through the lines dead quick. That's what I noticed about the style of football that he's trying to employ. So, assuming he's trying to do the same thing here. We do the sort of pinging it into the midfielder, but it goes back to the centre-half, and we were moving it out wide to the full-backs quite a lot, but not getting through the lines as much as you might expect us to. If it can make that happen,
2: I think we'll be all right. It felt like we spent an awful lot of time with the centre-backs and the goalkeeper having the ball, which I think, in fairness, was West Brom's doing, because they had... It was 5-4-1, wasn't it? They'd obviously set up to say, well, look, if, they, if those players have got it, more or less leave them to it, and we'll mark the other players so they can't progress the ball. So it did work, but it feels like... There should be enough in that if you've got enough good players you can get around that because you uh, you string a couple of passes together yeah, and, and play out you've answered your own question
3: the um, more good players melier was getting yeah. quite a lot of grief um towards the end of the game for not being fast enough with his distribution and not uh building any counter attacks from the back but i was thinking there's no one really for him to give the ball to that's going to do anything because we don't have um a creative player who's gonna say like it's the 95th minute give me the ball and I'm gonna make something happen in the other half he's looking at a bunch of players who, it's probably and also I don't think we wanted to lose the game in the ninety fifth minute particularly. So I think caution was the the better part. And it's kind of like that the whole uh, match. I've I've taken to I've kind of had a look at Farka when we've done that thing of turning our back on an, on an attack and taking it back to Melier. And he's never like raging about it. It never seems like he's disturbed by what's happening. I think it's a it's a situation where better safe than sorry at the moment and um, don't do anything silly and it is kind of frustrating but it's also understandable that I would rather Malier is thinking twice than he's thinking you know go on Sam Greenwood go and win the game yeah there, there was a, a moment earlier than that actually when there was a bit of a grumble uh, when he didn't
1: distribute it quick enough and people were annoyed at him because he was doing that thing of I think, pretending to roll it out and trying to find the right yeah. centre back to give it to and um, people got annoyed at him so he, he put it on the floor and booted it towards Ailing and into touch. And I thought, well, that's what happens if, if you start to rely on percentage balls, there is a chance that some of them are going to go out. Yeah. So we, we might have to be a little bit patient at times until we can get those extra players in, which will hope hopefully happen this week. Well, hasn't happened already.
2: Well, and and Ailing that's is that's
1: a question for the ownership, isn't
2: it? It does always end up with Ailing being the out ball, doesn't it? Because it, yeah. it gets passed around, then Ailing progresses forward, it's chipped to his head, doesn't always get there. But the in a game like today as well, when you've not got an actual number nine playing, if you had you know Lee Chapman there you would occasionally just go I'll just <laughs> yeah. I'll just one for the kids I'll just twat it up to, to his head um, Brian by the way
1: is just mentioning uh, it says wish I knew what he was saying to the pirate and Ampadu after the match I don't know he was who, probably, who sorry this was Farker at the oh, end Falker. he was on the pitch yeah, having a really animated conversation with a pair of them I don't know if it was telling him about how to do that sort of link up play from the back or whatever I hope he oh. was being nice because we don't need any more players wanting to leave do we no <laughs> absolutely not um, bit of diplomacy Daniel yeah I've written down the words Archie Gray Archie Gray Daniel mm-hmm. um, he was quieter tonight, was Archie Gray, wasn't it? I don't think he got a foothold in the game for a while, but then he just showed some absolutely brilliant moments of class. Like there was one moment where, because obviously his role when Ailing pushes up is to tuck in in the right back position, isn't it? And um, and just fill in there. And he um, he got, I think he got caught a little bit. I thought if Strouk played a ball across to him, or rode on maybe and he just did a little thing with his feet where he just moved the ball around and turned out of trouble and I was like was oh, it down in front of the stand yes yeah, so yeah. good you because I saw quite close up what he did with his feet and I was like oh, you're better at football than me and I really like it
2: he is good he is good i thought i thought he was fine everything was sort of fine wasn't it i don't think joffin rutter particularly worked as a part of the attack rutter's shot was good at the end Went wide, didn't
3: it? Yeah, yeah, but not by much. Rubbish. It was a good
1: effort. Get him off. No, he's not a number nine, is he? He should be playing off a number nine. He's talking about Joffrey or Rutter. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, this is this is the problem we have found ourselves with, isn't it? This mm. is where we are. There
2: yeah. was a bit in the first half where we had it on the left hand side, and Rutter had gone out there, and Dan James was already out there, and I think Sam Byron was up there too, and the three of them were just stood around. And it's been like, at least one of you go and stand in the middle, please. Like, yeah, the, all three of you ever are no use. You're just getting in each other's way.
3: It was a good um, chance in the first half. I can't, uh, it was crossed in from the right. We'd moved it quite... It was one of the attacks where we were, the crowd was a bit frustrated that it had taken some time. It, we'd turned our back on, like, a quick break. Instead, had a slower break, and ended up um, swishing it from one side to the other, and then there was a cross. I think it might have been Luke Hayling actually batted it across the box, and... But by that time, Jorginho Rutt was just standing on the left wing. It's like, "Ah." it's Gelhart almost got a foot on it. That was it. It it went across and he kind of got a foot on it, but it was only him anywhere near anything in the box. I think those are the two positions where um, they are the ones where I I would kind of look at the owners and go like, why isn't this sorted yet? Because the lack of a striker, maybe they had their faith in Bamford, but even for backup and just the lack of creativity um, feels like something that regardless of Who's going out? What the other plans are? What the problem is with when Tyler Adams might leave? What the might end up doing? All that kind of stuff. Regardless of that stuff, it, we need to find a creative player um, and then keep them fit because we're only going to have one. Yeah, and it's going to be uh, we'll be relying on them, leaning on them quite heavily. That was well, that was, was the
1: story of tonight, wasn't it? What you mm-hmm. just said there,
3: we, we, we were so nearly good at moments. Just It was always
1: just for that little final ball of the touch or the little interchange
3: yeah. of passes. To make the argument against myself, though, the other thing that you could see tonight that is related to what you were saying is you could see some of the players, particularly in the second half, now that this is the third game of the league season, starting to get that little bit of a groove back of like, oh... I Used to be able to do this. Shackleton, yeah, had a great, I've just written
1: down the word shacks.
3: He had a great dribble in off the wing in the second half. He suddenly started beating players and running into the penalty area. I just thought, yeah, Jamie Shackleton can do this. Um, and it's a long time since he's really felt the the wind through his sides and the uh, he just and Dan James as well. Um, just getting a good performance under his belt is like a step forward to being uh, better, not just at bringing the team together but the players sort of rediscovering the things that they are actually possible to do I don't think Luke Haling will be complaining about having scored a goal at the back post I don't think Ilan Melier will be unhappy that he fingertipped a shot onto the post it's a long time since he's made a good save mm. and then suddenly good save and then minutes later West Brom score um, an illegal goal that um, several people should be in prison for. Mm. Yeah, I obviously. Didn't should we see go? This? Should we go full
2: AFTV and start accusing
3: people of war crimes?
2: Didn't see this very well. What, what was the little
3: telly Neither showing? Neither did the you? Uh, the little telly was shut. Show- well, the thing is. Oh, can I get the little telly bell out? Hang on a minute. The, uh, there the, you go. The linesman was on. They drove a little telly tonight. Yeah, the oh, linesman nice. was on that side, so I had a very good view of it. And also, if the referee wasn't just busy booking people, he might have had a chance of it as well. But basically, the player was standing offside and punched it in. Mm. So okay. I don't think that's a goal. No, it shouldn't be. No. and uh, Even before that, it wasn't a goal because it was a a shit corner and then scuffed about and then a shot and it was deflected and then the guy standing offside just hits you with his hand and goes in. Yeah. So even before uh, he committed that crime, it was just a bit rubbish anyway. So I don't think it should have counted. Do you you long for VAR or are you happy to still not have it? Well, the thing is, VAR would have absolutely definitely disallowed that goal for two reasons. And so it is kind of a tough break to suddenly be back in this, uh whatever it's called, championship, and not have that. Because the rules are, now, I'm right in thinking, I'm probably wrong, who knows. <laughs> but if an attacking player touches the ball with their hand, it's a yeah. free kick, isn't it? It's defending where there's a bit of uh, natural position stuff. But if, you, if you're you an attacker and the ball touches your hand, free kick, game stops, no question about it. And yet, because there isn't a camera there, it doesn't happen. And it maybe goes back on... um so the assistant referees were Paul Hodgkinson, which is could be a misprint. Either that or it's a silly name. Uh and Daniel Leach, dunno which one of them, but just see it. Don't don't worry about whether the uh the camera's gonna spot this for you. Just see it and then put your flag up and then tell the referee and disallow the goal. Referee, anybody on the um the player ratings giving the referee more than zero needs to give written reasons. <laughs> Was he another the child referee? He looked very young. He looked very bad. He was um,
2: rubbish. He, he gave a lot of yellow cards for more or less nothing. Yeah, but they're doing that whole clamping down on time wasting No, but he gave for like just tackles. Yeah,
1: there was a, there was a couple of them, weren't
2: there? Just yeah. anytime anyone, anyone had a slight foul, he was like, nah, oh, I'll yellow for that. I just thought mm. he was consistent with it, I will say.
0: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify in store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period
3: at shopify.com slash retail 23 shopify.com slash retail 23
1: hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. What did you reckon to the uh, did you see in your little telly, Moscow? What did the little telly say about the uh, the penalty incident with Gelhart block behind me said on the radio they said oh, that a penalty? He got the ball first and the guy got him afterwards.
3: Yeah, he got the ball first and the guy got him afterwards. Thank you. They were for, right. Thank you for confirming. He uh he kicked him really hard after sort of getting the ball away, followed through and made sure he uh yeah, kicked him really hard on the knee. Mm. So I think that should have been I mean, I'm not in, like totally devoted to the idea of it's a penalty. It's not the you know, he didn't trip him miles off the ball. He had got the ball first. But um yeah, I'd be I would want that Hmm. Has, I've just seen Phil Hay
2: tweeting Farkas just said uh, he, he doesn't normally comment on decisions of the referee but even the guys from Sky have told me it was a clear handball for the goal
3: yeah there's um, no
2: doubt it also seems it seems like a crucial mistake I also got the feeling we were pretty close to a penalty well there you go Unbelie- it's an unbelievable hard job though isn't it it's, it's an unbelievable hard break mm. yeah <laughs> Richard
1: in the, um, in the comments He's just saying that Joffrey got a yellow for an awkward glance. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, which was I really a, like. There was a lot of um, in the first half. I noticed he kept allowing the players to take free kicks while the ball was rolling, and then suddenly, um, not long after, I'd sort of clocked this. I think Strout tried to take a free kick from slightly the wrong position, and so he's like, "No, no, no! no. You've got, you got that. Uh, the ball's has been rolling all over. People have been yeah. juggling with it while they're taking the free kick." I understand. A2.
1: I understand why he did that, but the inconsistency was well annoying yeah. because he did that because we gained an, uh, an advantage on the pitch in terms of the, the the state of the game. Had we moved it that quickly, with it rolling, I mean, we did. We're not it. that good. No, but. We, we would have had have them on the back. The anyway. speed at which he passed it meant we had them on the back foot. And then he put it down again afterwards, and it was still rolling when he took it for the second time, but all the threat had been removed. So he
3: let that one go. Do you know uh, where he lives?
2: Uh, the ref. Mm. Why, are we, you are going we doxing him?
3: Uh, no, a little greater than that, but a residence, of Greater Manchester. So I'll draw it around I think the, yeah, the highlight so, for me was,
2: was when they had a free kick because we were offside and it was in our half. In, in, uh, it, that yes, was, that was a new one. That that was very very strange, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, because it was
1: Ruto who came back from an offside position. But obviously, I I'm yet to see offsides in your own half. That's mm. not a thing as far as I'm concerned.
2: So it wasn't. It was less picky on that. And I think that was the point where everyone went, "Come on, ref, you're taking the piss a bit here. Yeah. Like at least at least make him take that one." And I know I know it's probably only a matter of two or three yards from where it should have been. And normally that wouldn't be a thing. But you've got to look at it and you'd be like, "Oh, come on, ref." Yeah, if you're going to be picky about they that, that one, aren't. that's not a thing. Yeah. If, it, if if it was there, then you shouldn't have been given. It shouldn't have been given. But right. was-
3: sorry, this guy, he is absolutely 100 percent a Manchester United fan. So <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a story here. They said he
2: was from Manchester. On,
3: well, exactly. So on the Manchester FA website from a few years ago, uh, I think 2017, he entered the league. Manchester FA referee Matt Donoghue takes the next step on his officiating career this Saturday when he will oversee his first game, the EFL. Um, quite the rapid rise for Donoghue, who will be the man in the middle as Colchester hosts Port Vale. The South End native, right. who originally moved up to the northwest over 10 years ago for his degree, began his refereeing journey with us, uh, officiating local games in the Greater Manchester. So, from South End, lives in Manchester, likes football. Case closed. Oh, do you know what you know? Because we're doing the TSB jury
1: now. I meant to tell you, I've bought a, a gavel and a block, a wooden one. So, <laughs> should I, I, I get my gavel and my wooden block now? And we could cast judgement on the ref or should we save it for that show save it for that show the grand unveiling yeah something for people to look forward to (laughs) in the Uh, week what did you make of the atmosphere tonight I thought it was loads better Mm. it ebbed and flowed
2: didn't it there were moments when it kind of lulled when we didn't have the you know the full grip of the game I suppose it was a shame there was no chance for it to really build in injury time because they just had throw-ins yeah
1: it, the, the wind went out of the sails a bit, didn't it, late on after that momentum that we'd had? Yeah, that was a bit of The subs might have done that That was a bit, bit of because like
2: well. you've got seven minutes, oh, that's good, but then it was just throw-ins towards our box for the entire period. That shouldn't be allowed away. And, and then Ruter had that shot, and that was basically it. Are we ruling that one out
3: when we're saying we're not allowed to do that, no throws towards our box at the end?
2: It was just annoying. It felt like the ball the ball just wasn't in play during the seven yeah. minutes, it felt like. That was
3: when there was another strike against Trout for taking a free kick in the wrong place. Mm-hmm and you could see Look, come on I'm not even kicking it forward he started refereeing when he was 14 no. <laughs> never a good sign is that, that? no it's not
1: a child, of, a child of 14 do you know what I want to be bloody ref yeah,
3: running around in his Man United kit but we do need referees let's be nice we, to do. Yeah, no, we do but need we need ref. good ones ones that will like not let people <laughs> just um, punch the ball into the net Tony Mowbray did not hold back his words as he flat out called Matthew Donahue incompetent. <laughs> this was last season. Do you know what? I like how we're, uh, uh, we're laying into
1: the reference stuff. Do you know, I've just written down that what's nice is that we're not talking about Willie Nonto on this and we don't have to. He wasn't playing, was he? No, no. But I, I, the biggest issue just before kickoff was Willie Nonto. The fact that he's supposed to put in a written transfer request. And actually, tonight, overall, and that's why I asked about the atmosphere, what you thought about it. It felt like there was a defiance inside Ellen Road. I like it when Ellen Road's like that. A little bit a little bit minxy, a little bit naughty, a little mm-hmm. bit defiant. It's got mischief. There's mischief in the air. And it felt a little bit like that. And did you did you notice? Um it was oh god, I forgot his name now, is it? I think like right, Christopher or Chris, who um who told me he said the first chant for uh what was it? What was the chant it was refused to play? Fuck off home, was that mm-hmm. right? Came in the twenty ninth minute.
2: And there was a uh, uh, okay. There was a there was a very strong uh, willing Willie as a wanker uh, first minute maybe even before the game I can't remember well, I've got friends
1: in the Middle East and in the United States both of whom messaged me and said you could hear that loud and clear on the TV good and Sky TV is effing well,
2: yes he if he's put in a proper transfer request he's you know he's not coming back I know on the show this week we said oh there's still maybe a route back for him it feels like this is probably he's well he's deliberately he's
1: deliberately burning his
3: um, his bridges isn't he
2: mm. and I look forward to him doing it again next year when Everton go down mm.
3: if that's the move he wants that much Mowbray said. It shouldn't happen. (laughs) It shouldn't happen. Yet, some guy in a blue suit allowed a goal to stand. Don Reavy. I don't know why uh, um, this Donahue character's refereeing games in a blue suit last season, but. um, Oh, this is good. Because because Musk has now torched um, Tweet Deck,
1: I can't find out what the comments are. Um, Let's have a look. So. Farker has said on the transfer request from tomorrow morning, I will concentrate on this topic, the transfer business, that is until after the game. I did. I don't want to hear anything about transfers. I didn't want to be distracted.
3: Do yeah, you know. there's not really anything you'll say. Is that what can you tell us about Wolf Neonto's transfer request? He's put well, one in. He's put one in, as you know. So, um, Perveda has an abductor strain, which is bizarrely more relevant for our future. He'll be uh, ten days. Ten days.
1: Right, so that feels like more than a week to me. Correct. I mean, you've often lied, relied on your physio expertise. For, um, I know they called you Phil then, Michael. Mm. Um, How did you get over the old adductor strain?
2: Um, well, the abductor, of course, is um, is a tricky muscle to um, to deal with. You're Googling where it is, aren't you? Due to the um, due to the way Because what it, I it, like it, is that you called it the abductor and it's the adductor. Uh, adductor? Yeah. Oh, not an abductor. No, the other one. Oh, okay. Oh, well,
3: my advice would be useless then. <laughs> I can't. I can't do my joke about it being kidnapped either. No, <laughs> dear me. Anyway, talk, talk about labour in the job.
2: I mean, the lack of Pervader and the lack of anything off the bench was not ideal, was it? Because as I know, we've said we've kind of slagged off router a bit, so it didn't really work. But equally, it's his first ninety minutes
3: he's played for us. <sighs> no, well, I don't know about if he finished against. He started at Fulham, didn't he? And didn't he start? Did he start at Chelsea last year? I don't feel like he's ever completed ninety minutes for us. But anyway, no. he's
2: not. He's not played this. He's not played. Certainly not played ninety minutes this
3: season, has he? So, and he wasn't terrible. He was all right. Just mm. didn't really get involved in the, end of the shot at the end. That it was all right. And then his positioning is off. He's not. He's not the number nine we're looking for. Mm. He's not a player that's worth thirty-five million quid. Um, it would probably be better all round if he'd never arrived. But now he's here. He, you know, he tried. He turned up. Mm. He did turn. And I, I bet
2: you, as you say, you are looking at him not probably fit enough. At playing 90 minutes because then you look at the bench and you get Greenwood who's not mm. been training until this week either. And you get a couple of goalkeepers, and you're thinking, There's not anything he can do here, is yeah.
3: there? I know Farkas said that you know we didn't want to buy players too early in case we missed out on some gold at the end of the window. But um, there is this kind of middle part where we could have done with a few more. And I suppose it didn't help as well that the under 21s were off battering Man United tonight as well, mm. so um, we couldn't even call up on too many of them. Sonny Perkins was there, wasn't he? Rather than our bench, rather than on our bench, yeah, helping Scoobs repeat the glory. Mm. He loves it there, doesn't he? Rodon we not mention him. Undefeated yet. at Old Trafford, Rodon on, um,
1: solid tonight. I thought there was a moment when he went down, clutching his leg, and I thought, great, here we go again. But um,
2: yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was good and he looks fairly comfortable on the ball
1: too he, also, he was...
3: also looks like Liam Cooper at a glance which is confusing to the brain at first mm. <laughs> and when he's skipping around midfield with the ball at his feet trying to evade tackles with 14 on his back I did have quite <laughs> his back yeah I never thought of the Llorente comparison uh, he, But he got into a little bit of trouble in one or two points but he seems alright generally mm-hmm. doesn't he
2: and it seems like the way we were actually trying to build from the back it was putting quite a bit of pressure on him and Strauch to to do some slightly risky stuff on occasions They had
3: a schoolboy. Why don't you just give the ball to the schoolboy? Who mm. would probably have done well with it? I enjoyed it when Rodon started carrying the ball up the pitch and he started
1: playing in really tight areas. That was uh, that was fun. Yeah. A lot of tension. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. need a bit of drama. You do, yeah. But overall I think quite yeah, quite an enjoyable evening. I um I feel like this was the first sign of something different happening at Leeds and I think, you know, that defiance in the crowd was perhaps a signal that we're leaving the all the turncoat bastards we're leaving all them in the past and we're moving on to something new now and we're prepared to get behind these lads. Even if some of them are a bit limited, but they're the ones who
2: are showing up and playing. Well, it was all, everyone's out of position, aren't they? That's the thing in attack. Like, Gerhard shouldn't be there, Rutter shouldn't be there, Shackleton shouldn't be there. Shackleton should probably be, I thought he played well tonight, don't get me wrong, but he should probably be within this team on the bench or being occasionally rotated into midfield to give other people, to give Archie Gray a rest or something like that. But as it is, because there is no other option He's there as a winger all of a sudden, which he isn't really. Mm. So but did a good job there and mm. was and was does everything at such an incredible pace and energy. I just sort of watch it and think, Bloody hell. Hard work, it? Really hard work. I know he, oh, he always comes back from, from preseason and is top of the fitness charts, doesn't he? In the bleep test and all that sort of stuff. And it, it does really translate to to the way you see him play. Like he I know Sam Byron was down with a bit of cramp at the end, wasn't he? But um but yeah, he just non stop with Shackleton. So I don't mind seeing him. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing.
1: My wife just texted me saying the next door neighbour's been arguing with somebody out front of the house for at least half an hour now and it's 11 pm.
2: It's mm-hmm.
1: controversial, isn't it? You don't get that normally on the match ball.
2: I'd stay away if I were you. you
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, oh, she's female, I could take her. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Absolutely fine. Um, Jane has just been on in the comments saying someday I will be in that crowd. Um, first time visitor to Ellen Road eventually, Jane. There's plenty of room. There's only thirty-three thousand. Mm. Mm. They didn't sell all their tickets, did they? Or we chose not. Oh, they chose to take the two thousand that we have to offer them for real, like for, by the rules. Uh, but the front bit didn't go on sale, did it? And that would suggest that there were spaces elsewhere in the stadium. So that's what forty-eight pound tickets will do. Sorry, forty-seven pound tickets with a one pound booking fee will do to you. It's ridiculous.
2: That is far too much, You, you
1: don't it? deserve a full stadium if that's what you're charging. I didn't notice as, as shit, shit like
2: that. <laughs> as I walked past the, uh, the East stand today doing this, they still have had the balls to leave the footballers for the fans shirt hanging in the window and I thought, hmm, it's fucking expensive though, isn't it? It might be for the fans but you've, you've got to pay for it. I know, yeah, the East upper was, had some gaps in it, I think. I think they'd... Trans, t- translated? Did you translate a seat? They turned some corporate seats into normal seats quite late in the day, I think. They always get
1: released. They always get released late, don't they, The um, those seats? But.
2: Yeah, when they were like, yeah, no one's... Certainly no one's willing to pay £180 or whatever they want for a corporate seat. Let's see if anyone will pay 47 quid for them.
1: Mm. Uh, Tommy Peacocks, good name Tommy, is asking, don't we need to be out of the office at 11 o'clock tonight? No, it's midnight. The, the alarm's come on, so we've got a full hour. We could stay here and just enjoy this. Keep going. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we got another f- first time American in the form of Larry Nance Jr., our new friend.
2: Best friend.
1: Boozing in the peacock beforehand. Put his uh, he put his card behind the bar and bought uh, when I say everyone, I mean everyone in the peacock who went to that bar got booze off Larry.
2: He did he did seem nice. He's he was a really nice man. We obviously did ask him about buying a striker. He said he there was a poll and he he demonstrated on the poll he said, I am here. Um in terms of what like, like the food chain kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah when wherever. it comes to the
1: ownership. But um anyway we uh I word in his ear, didn't we? He told him to buy a striker, buy a, buy a left back and all that. Yeah.
3: But he, but he can't do much more about it than the Copcat.
2: No. No. But He can, uh, he can maybe send someone an email. I suppose the cat's never bought you a pint. I wasn't there. But
1: the Cop, Copcat's not bought anybody a pint lately. No, he's not got opposable thumb, so he can't type in his PIN number. We have a problem can for him. Can't tell us. This is true. Yeah, you can do that now, can't you? Yeah. Like, would you think, like, the Copcat's face? You know you can unlock your phone with your face now. Mm. Do you think the Copcat's face would unlock a phone?
3: If it stored it,
1: Yeah. Of course. Have, we, uh, have got any more to add, or uh, should we just talk about the cop catch face?
3: I'll go see if David Hague might be at Don Matteo's bar buying everybody drinks. So We don't want to miss that Friday night in Leeds. Um, are we? Have we done then with uh,
2: with tonight's match ball? Luke Ayling. We didn't talk about him. He's got a nice header, didn't he? We didn't talk about him completely because he was a really good header. Yeah, we were really worried about Luke Ayling. I'm worried about the amount that you're worried about Luke Ayling. There was some physical comedy in the first half, wasn't there? Where he was tripping over himself and. It all looked really clumsy and I was thinking, oh God. Mm. This is the end of Luke Haley and then he appeared. Like a sad old dog. But then, there's life in the old dog. He turned into a salmon. We rely on him so much, don't we? That's the problem. He like, he, he seems to be the the outball on a number of occasions and we rely on him to do an awful lot of work on the right. Because he's like, left footed. And I kind of feel like someone should
1: help him. Well, he's, run, he's running the right all on his own, isn't he? And then, mm. it's like I say, it's Archie Gray's job to or if it's actually around that side to drop back in uh, and become the spare man but yeah he spent a, an awful lot of time up the field and you just wonder does he have the legs to get up and down the field um, like he
3: used to do just to extend the old dog metaphor not mm. have to do it like he used to do as long as he can chase after whatever grizzled championship bastard is on the is on the wing he can take Jed Wallace most weeks he's on um, <laughs> interviewed on Sky afterwards so I can't listen to it obviously but saying that uh, I can't wait for the transfer window to close so we know what we've got and Sky have added a cry laughing emoji. I don't know if that's... Who's that ailing? Yeah, I don't know if that's a reflect that he was being humorous or if they're just mocking him and us. Double cry laughing emojis while I can't but I can't tell the context. Well, we we let our feelings be known about Sky tonight, didn't we, in the sing-song, so. Um, so... There you go.
1: Um, I, I think that's your lot for tonight, isn't it? Yeah, I wish we'd won. We should have won, shouldn't we? But it's coming, that's the thing. I've come away from that and thought, we had enough there to win that. And you know when you take the handball, it was a moral victory, Michael. When you take the handball well, out, hit, and the fact we should have had a penalty,
2: we hit the post as well. Dan like we James, did. Dan James curling
1: effort. I mean, God, that was that was close. Yep. I mean, they didn't. I was right behind that. And that they was, didn't
2: really have it, and then there were slightly hairy moments where the balls were crossed and it it fell to their players, and you sort of thought, oh, someone good would score here. But they, <laughs> that's they what I meant
1: earlier, like about yeah. that cross ball where it just, yeah. it just went out. Yeah, Kane ain't here
2: no more. No. And there was one where some I can't remember who it was. Someone slid in at the back post managed to like kick it into their own face or something while they're trying to trying to shoot. And I thought, yeah, you get away with quite a bit, here. but they didn't. They didn't deserve anything from that, I don't think. Mm, no. And no. it feels like we've actually. I know we have two points. We could quite easily have had six
3: mm. or seven. Ooh, who, are we, who are we playing next? It's bitch. Oh, we'll lose that. Okay, never mind. No, but okay. we'll have three
1: new signings in by then, mm. and we will feel renewed, rejuvenated. We're getting closer to the end of the window and that first win's going to come.
2: Some new signings would would genuinely help to boost things, just from a morale point of view as well, of everyone going, OK, we've got something new to look at. I think everyone's quite enjoyed looking at Ampadu. And, that's
1: and it, yeah. Road on just, and being... just move it all forward. Forget these losers who don't want to play for us, or would rather be at Bournemouth, whatever. Fine, if that's what you want to do, go do it. If you don't want to be at my club, I, it's fine. I, I support the club, and the players are in the shirt at the time. If you don't want to wear it, off you go.
2: But do give us money.
1: Yeah, for them. And if you do change your mind and you want to stay, we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's wrap it up there. Um, we'll revisit this next week. We're going to be uh, chatting to Phil on Monday. That feels
3: like miles away, doesn't it? Does Monday now? Because it's Friday night. Got a okay. whole weekend in do which. actually enjoy my weekend. Leeds United can't hurt us and England can win the World Cup. Yeah. That's a good combination. Make sure you sign up for 31 7 because Flora. Um, not totally, she's got the opportunity if she wants to be ringing the gantry gel, gantry bell from the actual World Cup final. FIFA accredited, um, press seats, mixed zone. She's going to the pre-match press conference. Must be nice. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. But still, maybe considering about uh, watching it with the fans. Um, Football is for the fans, Moscow. Yeah, but um, I think it's going to be full gantry action. But yeah, get the emails because they're really good. Um, cool. Good writing about good stuff. Yeah, and it's free. You just have to put your email address in and, and you know we've probably already got that. That's on the website. So is the um and if we don't give it to
1: us. If T-S- you can get that email. If you're a TSP Plus member, find it on the website. Leave your feedback if for it- us as well. Talk to us a bit. Um leave your scores for the game and we'll um, we'll revisit it all next week. Enjoy your weekend and uh Yeah, what do we do with Saturday and Sunday now? No. Will you on.
3: watch the World Cup final, you <laughs> mentalist Saturday then. You know what I mean? Uh, Saturday's a build-up. Right. We'll see you soon. The match ball.